Bob's, I'm eating a really, really old, probably very expired granola bar. Oh, really? I ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich yesterday um, that was a year expired peanut butter and a year expired jelly. I didn't die, though. Peanut butter doesn't expire. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> that shit's fine. Are you dead? No, I'm alive. <laughs> okay, so you're fucking fine. Yeah, exactly. Oops. Well, now I'm eating granola bar off the floor. So really, we're just we're just winning left and right. everyone, and welcome to Maybe Geek Again, a podcast where we cover sci-fi TV shows through the lens of philosophy and dick jokes. My name is Joe, and I'm joined by my semi-sober co-hosts, Shaheen and Bubs. Hey. Hey, guys. Hey. Um, This is episode number 86 of our podcast, and we're going to be talking about The 100, season 7, episode 5. You can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. We also love fan feedback, so feel free to come yell at us on Twitter at MayWeGeekAgain, or email us at MayWeGeekAgain at gmail.com. And of course, we always post the episodes to Reddit, so in case uh, you enjoy long-form discussion and GIFs and that sort of thing. Um, great to have you here, guys. Uh, we usually start with giving a little information about ourselves and then a quick icebreaker game. This week's icebreaker game is, if you had to live on a time-walked planet for five years, would you pick one that goes faster than your current planet or slower than your current planet? Um, who wants to go first? Bubs, you can go first. Hello, I'm Bubbles. <laughs> I normally live in New York City um, with my very annoying dog. <laughs> <laughs> who I left with my mom, and now I feel bad because I can hear him whining. <laughs> um, yeah, that's your mom's problem. But <laughs> um, and future me's problem mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with my mom. Um, but so I'm currently in San Diego, back home. This is my hometown because of you know the virus situation. New York was you know doing not that great. New York sucks anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Shane. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's me in a nutshell. Not that I said that much. <laughs> um, and you can find me on Twitter or Reddit as Bubbles, the number zero and L-U-V. Um, so five years, I guess it's just like, is there a reason I want to skip out of five years of my life? So I would go to... A different planet that is going faster, or no, wait, slower. Slower? Yeah, slower than my planet, so that I can skip five years and be at whatever without having aged anything. I mean, you would still, well, yeah, no, I guess you wouldn't age if you went to the slower planet, yeah, because when you went back to your home planet, everyone will have aged five years. Yeah. You can just hop to the slower planet and wait a minute and then go back, and it's been like... Yeah, but you're oh, so going not... to be there for five years, so, like, whatever. I mean, we don't oh. know what the dilation is, but, like, anyway. Oh, so right. five years on the slower planet could be any number of years on the yeah. faster, on, on your home planet. I would not do the thing where all of my family is dead uh-huh. <laughs> when I come back. I definitely would not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'd go to a slower planet and, like, just do nothing and just hang out and not have to work and, you know, and then come back. I don't know how that would work. I don't know what's going on on the other planet. Maybe I'd have to work there. That sounds terrible. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Did you say you <laughs> want to see future inventions and things? Oh, so you? Oh, so I can say that. So you, 
So this doesn't have to be consecutive. No, it does. But let's say you go to a planet that... Okay, so if you go to a planet that goes slower, then you spend five years on that planet, five years of your life, but you come back to your home planet and let's just say it moves five times faster, so 25 years has passed. Or you can go to a planet that goes faster, you spend five years there, and then you come back and like five minutes have passed or whatever the fuck. I didn't do the math right on that, but you know. (laughs) Well... Yeah, no, my ideal would, my ideal would be, um, to be able to see what's going on in the future, but, like, it would be, you, the only way it would work is if you're popping back in and out, Mm -hmm. because, like, seeing technology 25 years from now, like, big whoop, like, we have floating televisions. (laughs) I don't, I don't see it being, like, that, like, groundbreaking. (laughs) Uh, maybe I'm completely wrong, who knows? Um, but I think it's, like, to see 25 years from now and 25 years um, from that and, you know, so on and so on and so on. Um, and to just be able to see how everything progresses would be awesome. <laughs> but everyone you know would um, probably slowly start to die in age. But then you would be the young Exactly. So forever. it would have to be enough of a... Uh, yeah. Like a vampire. So you want a multiple vampire. entry visa, in other words. You want to, you want to be able to she go... Wants her, she wants her time wonk passport stamped a few times. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. want to go back and check on your family every 25 years or so and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah so then i mean that's the only thing that would make it worth it um otherwise i would just rather take a break on another planet for five years and have no time passed here okay mm-hmm. what what about you shaheen hi i'm shaheen um i live in pittsburgh um i'm supposed to get a PhD. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a time dilation joke somewhere in here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Time has been dilated recently, um, and yeah. So I, yeah. I mean, I was thinking just um, there are uses for both, right? So like, if <clears throat> like you find someone you really like, but you're just not ready for a relationship or whatever, or you have a project you want to finish or something. Um, and you're like, dude, I really want to be with you, but you know, I wish this was like five years from now and we met then, but you are the same person that you are now. Um, and so then you can just hop to the slower planet and do your thing in there for five years. And then you come back and you, you it's just been like a minute or, or five minutes and you, and you pick it up from there. Now, Joe was objecting, I think, <laughs> off air that, um, that you may have changed during those five years and then you might come back and be like, man, I'm not really into you anymore, actually. Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, it could happen. So, and they're like, dude, that was a minute ago. I was like, nah, you know, this is a long time for me. Um, and <laughs> so, yeah. On the other hand, I totally agree with you, Bubs, that like, I want to see what happens in the future. And, um, you know, sure, I'll, I'll be sad that people I know are getting old and and dying, but like, um, I mean, yeah. Neither I mean, of you guys fucking answered this question. You guys both like equivocated on either option and are like, <laughs> well, um, it's a big yeah. decision. It is a big decision. Yeah, I think can, if can you take someone with us. Like, if I can take a couple of people with me, I'll go to the one that goes much slower. (laughs) 
and just right. you nice. guys both bullshit answered this um i'm cutting you off <laughs> Uh, my name is Joe. I live in Austin, Texas. Um, I have cats. They're locked out of the room right now, so hopefully they won't be yelling. Um, we'll see. TBD. Um, I think... So, so do I, do I have notice? Like, I, do I have, like, when I, when I, when the, when somebody says, hey, do you want to do this? Do I have time to, like, make plans? Like, do I have, like, a couple of days to get my affairs in order? Sure, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I would pick the one that um, time moves slower on the other planets, that more time has passed on my home planet, and I would just make, like, a bunch of fucking investments ahead of time. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> And then just come back, and hopefully, you know, they, they, they pay dividends, as they say, and then I'd yeah. be, like, rich as fuck. Um, Dude, that's awesome, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, everyone I know is dead, but, like, you know. yeah. Whatever. You know, you've heard Your about um, <laughs> <laughs> you heard about retirement millionaires, right? Like people who, by the time they retire, they have a million or about that in their retirement account. You could be one of those, mm-hmm. except you're not old. Right. Exactly. I could just like by the time I go back, I'm like, oh shit, I can retire early and have you know buy as many floating televisions as I want. Um, <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. I'm going to move exactly. us into the yeah. episode, um, if that's, that's all right with you guys. Answer. See, you know, practical. I'm nothing if not practical. You have the most time to think <laughs> um, First of all, I would like to give a shout out to Selena Wilkin of Hypable. Um, her reviews are amazing. And to Reddit user uh, Traconius um, for trying to get this Bardo Bees thing going. Um, it's catching on. <laughs> People are using it. People are talking about it. Um, we're basically famous. Um, and another thing, relatedly, I was like, you know, Bardo sounds familiar and not familiar. Let's see if that actually means anything. And it turns out, according to Wikipedia, that yes, Bardo does mean something uh, in Buddhism. So so the definition of Bardo um, actually comes from Buddhism and used loosely, Bardo is the state of existence uh, intermediate between two lives on Earth, which I feel like was on purpose, um, mm. especially if we like get into sort of crackpot theories of you know people came through the stones from earth and i wouldn't be surprised if perhaps we were going to go back to earth in some sort of time wonk way because it's entirely possible that people from the 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 crazy bardoans not the original bardoans sorry these new people the the bee people came through a stone led by the shepherd and let's say if they go back to earth somehow it's entirely possible that some amount of time has passed, like some amount of time moving time forward from, you know, the original prime fire. But perhaps we like wind up somewhere between season two and season three of the hundred. You know what I mean? Like, cause time. But, is so yeah, slower. I was thinking about this cause I saw your notes. I, I don't think that's possible. Why? Because, because our characters left earth long after all of that and they were on their journey for what 200 years yeah or something right but if you Um, look at the time dilation between penance and bardo or penance and sanctum you know a minute in one place is months if not years on the other so if but what i'm saying is it can't certainly be any time earlier than the time they left earth because some amount of time has passed since the time they left. Right, some amount of time. But let's say let's say if we take the Bardo Bees 
I mean, it does, it does get like confusing. I'm not saying that, you know, it wouldn't create some sort of a time paradox or something, but like, let's say that the, the Sorry, shepherd... I meant by the time Clark and, and Co. left Earth. So we know that it's later than that time, right? We know that it's later than the time Clark and everyone, like when, what's his name? McCreary yeah. destroyed Earth mm-hmm. and, and everyone left. Um, this, it's later than that time now. So whenever they go back, it's not going to be earlier than that. But what if time is extra wonky? I'm just saying things seem weird. Uh Um, and I don't think that it is a coincidence. I wouldn't put it beyond them. Yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence that it's Bardo, but you know, obviously we don't know where it's going. Um, and. No, I definitely think the idea that they're going to go back to earth is, is probably has a high probability but I, I I don't know what they're gonna do with that. Yeah, yeah, something. I was trying to talk the whole time, and I thought you guys were just ignoring me, and then I realized <laughs> I was muted. <laughs> um, but so I was just gonna say that I, I agree with Shaheen because the way that I see it is like Clark and Co. Um, they left Earth, and so if it's like um, time zones, and they they fl- they flew through time zones. To get to Sanctum. And so even even with the time wonkiness, um, it would it would still have to be after they left, because right. that's like that's the connecting clock starter. Um and so they they had to get out of the Earth zone. Um so then so then Earth would be going at a different speed. So but that's like the the baseline. Um and of course, yeah. like you were saying, Jell, like who knows what they We'll write into it and whether it makes sense or not, does it need to make sense? I don't know. And with yeah. this show, probably not. <laughs> I mean, um, so I guess we'll see. But Shade Hedda makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's also kind of like, obviously, there's like, I wrote this in my note somewhere, um, but like, obviously, Earth having a stone means something, but we don't know whether it means um, it's about the origin story of the people who came to Bardo or whether it's about going back to Earth. Like, that's, I think what we're gonna have to wait to find out yeah um speaking of well or at least leading us into the next area um welcome to bardo is the name of the episode that we're talking about today directed by uh ian samoyle uh written by drew lindo and how about we get into some overall takes all right all right um shaheen do you want to go first sure um i would say that it's certainly a rich episode um i love the continuity Sorry, is that funny? <laughs> um, Rich, not in like in an ironic way, just like there's a lot of content. Um, it's very dense. Like I, I mean, I watched it a couple of times and I paused and went back on a, a, a lot of the scenes. Um, there's a lot of stuff to see. So Rich in that sense. Um, I love, I love the continuity. Um I love that it's it's all falling into place, right? So, like, I'm enjoying how the, all the pieces of the puzzle are, are falling into place and um, past mysteries are paying off. I mean, if you think about it, by the time... The, the time when Octavia went into the anomaly and came back, like, a minute later, when Gabriel was standing out there for a minute... Like, last and then season? She came back. Yeah, last season. <laughs> that was... When was that? That was not late in the season right that was like half mid- midway or even in the first half of the season 
something like that. Yeah, I don't really. Re- I honestly, I don't really remember that much of season six. Yeah, it was. I think I like blocked it. And it's amazing that they had all of this planned out, or if they hadn't, <laughs> that they could that they were able to, you know, connect all of it together because she came out of there and then she had the tattoo and then they put the tattoo in the stone and that pulled um, hope hope over and hope stopped Octavia and that was all last season so all, none of that made sense as Gabriel said <laughs> God is <laughs> <But> incredible. <Mike>. <laughs> um, but but now it does make sense. I mean, I think it does. Um, and it's it's so either like they just made up some really nonsensical stuff and then managed to make sense of it, or they had very long term planning for their story. Either way, I'm I'm impressed by the writing. So shout out to the writing room. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, and I, I feel like a lot of planning must have gone into it, and the. Sort of editing was, uh, I mean, I was still confused a lot, a lot of times about like, what are we looking at? What's before what, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of, uh, cutting back and forth, but, um, it but was overall it worked. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bubs, what about you? Yeah. I, I just want to say, I think that, so this was written, like you said, Drew Lindo, he has now written the two best episodes, um, in the last two seasons. Um, I like, well, I guess like maybe I'm biased for last season because I, I really enjoyed the Bellamy Clark CPR scene, which is um, in the episode that he wrote. Um, but I felt like it was the pinnacle of the season. Like that was the most emotionally heightened moment. Um, whether that was intentional or not, it, it ended up being so, at least for me. Um, so with this episode, this episode reminds me of the show that I fell in love with. And part of that, like, I don't, Shaheen, I don't know how many times I've heard you say that you rewatched an episode. And like, for me, that's like part of why this episode was so great, because there's a lot of rewatchability, mm-hmm. because there's like so many like things packed in there. There's a lot of offhand um, things that are just mentioned. You're like, wait, 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 that sounds actually like it's probably pretty important. Yeah. And there's like great emotional beats, even though like some I was kind of like taken out of a little bit. Um it didn't ruin the overall enjoyment of the episode. Um, and so I, I really hope we're going to get more of these. Like, I'm excited about next episode, honestly. I it, Like a horror episode in a nice planet underground with maybe spiders or I don't know, something like that. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that sounds great. <laughs> um, and so... But I, that feels like season one of know. The Hundred. Like, let's explore exactly. someplace and oh shit, this stuff is going to kill us. Exactly. Like, I mean, I, do I wish my all my favorite characters were working together? Fuck yes. But like, I mean, you can't have everything. You can't have everything when yes. it comes to ice spiders. <laughs> or whatever. Um, but let's see what else. Oh, I thought like, oh, there's a, I post, I put this in here. Um, Somebody posted a handy guide as to the timeline of all the things that happened. I don't know if you guys want me to go through it or if we can just link it yeah, we'll, afterwards. We'll throw up a link um, when when this episode gets posted. I'll I'll add another comment to it. So um, somebody, if listeners, if I didn't post that link, come yell at us on Twitter, and I'll make sure to post. Yeah, the link. I think we do that a lot, and we don't. Like yeah. So, <laughs> but no. So it breaks it down by like Sanctum, Skyring, Bardo. Um, so that you know, like, what happens when and what, when they, like, go back. Like, so they're, like, side by side, so you can kind of compare. I don't know how accurate it is, because I felt like some things, I was like, wait, did that happen at that time? Um, but for the most part, it helps clarify 
What That's really when? cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a really cool yeah. chart, but also kind of breaks my brain a little. I'm like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to say was, um, I thought the Scott Pilgrim like title cards were like kind of jarring all of a sudden because we've never done that on the show. But it was also we? kind of helpful. It was super helpful, super helpful. But it was like. I almost feel maybe they should have made it less stylistic because it was like clearly a choice that was high design, like, but you, you, you can't really just do that out of nowhere. <laughs> um, anyways, but that was like minor criticism. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think all of us have been like pretty positive on this episode, which is kind of saying something since we've kind of spent yeah. the last few podcasts just roasting these episodes pretty mercilessly. Um, and so if this is sort of, the quality of the rest of the season, or at least most of the rest of the season, I think I think it will be sort of a pleasant surprise. And I, I also think that kind of season five and season six, sort of really early on, even in the season, I think a lot of us had a lot of ideas and guesses about where this might go. Um, and that was partly due to the fact that the trailers included footage from like very deep into the season. Um and so, you know, we had a lot to sort of guess at, and it, it wasn't as much of a mystery. Um, but I do think that sort of all of the little treats that were that were being given, you know, this the stuff about the shepherd, the stuff about there being a stone on earth, you know, the Bardoins, there were OG Bardoins that like were giants and, you know, became crystal crystal giants or whatever. Like there's there's a lot of little like nuggets that um yeah. Feel like they're like you said, Shaheen, that like for some continuity that hopefully will tie into past mythologies. Like, you know, a lot of this screams of, you know, crazy Bill Cadigan and, you know, the different levels and all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think if they can keep teasing apart these mysteries in a way that satisfies, you know, threads that may have been that they, you know, probably at a later date were like, oh, we can tie that into season two and season three and season one, you know, and whatever, like stuff that like we can sort of come full circle on um, whether or not they intended that when they first wrote the earlier seasons, I think could be great because clearly, you know, the stuff with uh, Octavia's MCAP, they are very interested in Clark specifically on the day that she went into the City of Light. Like that is a point that that's being driven mm -hmm. home. Um you know, and is is Clark being the key Loki Buffy reference? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I like to think probably because that is something that you know often comes up. Um, Dude, I'm so not pumped. that anyone this on the is... show has ever seen Buffy. Never, never. <laughs> what were you saying, Shaheen? Sorry, I was saying I'm so pumped. This is going so obviously in alley direction, <laughs> right? Like I'm pretty sure that might have been Erica Sarah as the voice on the elevator. Which again, I'm not complaining. <laughs> Um, more Erica Sarah for everyone. Um, are you guys ready to talk about the actual episode? Sorry, yeah. one thing I wanted yeah. to say. Um, so we're not going to go through the timeline, but I wanted to just say the time dilation coefficients, like the uh, like how how much is one second on Sanctum on the other planets? Uh -huh. um, just real quick okay. as a reference to to so we have it keep it in mind. Um, yeah, so the the way it works is, uh, I mean, based on the timeline and what we've seen on the screen and the timeline that Bob's mentioned on Twitter, um, really nice graphic, um, you can sort of calculate a rough um, ratio between the times of the different planets. And we've we established before that one second on Sanctum is roughly a month on Skyring. 
uh, slash penance because, you know, Octavia went into the anomaly roughly, a, you know, a few seconds, maybe three seconds or so after Dioza and she ended up there about three months later. So, um, okay, so one month, one second on Sanctum is one month on Skyring. And then if you notice the, the timeline between Skyring and Bardo, you can see that one month on Skyring is about two to three hours on Bardo. So one second on Sanctum is two to three hours on Bardo. And one month on Skyring. Um, that's sort of the ratio that, that, it, that it goes. Wait, two, wait, so one second on Sanctum is two it's to three hours on, on, Bardo? on Bardo? Yeah. And one month and on Skyring. And about is... a month on Skyring. All right. Yeah. So now that we have math that probably also gets fudged a little bit on this show, yeah. um, let's start by talking about sort of the the big main storyline um, of Bardo, quote unquote, 45 days ago, which pretty much covers Octavia's MCAP sessions, as well as her rescue by Hope, Hope version one, Hope from, from the dev timeline versus when she actually gets to Sanctum uh, and then goes back to Penance with with hope with a uh, Gabriel and echo but this is this is octavia she has just been brought she has just yeah been captured by the bardoans from penance and she is bardo brought bees. in by, by the bardo bees my bad sorry need to remember our branding <laughs> say it say it strong um by the bardo bees to get um m capped so that they can find some shit um What'd you guys think about this section? Like, I feel like we got a lot of information. Um, yeah. I think it was the meat of the emotion of the episode, basically. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I lost my train yeah. thoughts when I'll say something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we got we got so many reveals. We got Bardo is the Bardo bees and all of their. Um, you listed them as White Power Rangers pubs, but again, White Power. It's just. <laughs> Still feels uncomfortable to say, even though we are not talking about that. No, it's on purpose. It was on, okay, got it. It's um, on purpose. So the Bardo Bees and their white lab coat friends, um, they live, as it turns out, underground. Like we got the shot of Octavia like running into the forest, which I think was supposed to be, you know, reminiscent yeah. obviously of of season one, Octavia being the first one um to step off the dropship into a forest. Um I thought she was coming out of the dropship when she first ran out. I thought she had like stumbled into a, a hallucination from the MCAP of her coming out of the dropship during one of like the season one moments. Like for a second, I was like, that's my brain. I was like, oh, we're doing a, she's in a hallucination. She never actually escaped. Um, but I, I don't know if that was on purpose because it really, maybe it's just because the forest is obviously Vancouver. Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I thought that was a cool like if it was on purpose like I thought that was really well done and very cool um but go ahead Shaheen with what you're gonna say uh no I was saying it's also very reminiscent of Clark waking up in Mount Weather and trying to escape and everything um and mm-hmm. you know you're suddenly presented with all this you know it's like bam 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 quick you know you, you get to see little snapshots of this huge fortress and it's underground, and um, yeah, and, and you think the character thinks there's an easy way out, but there isn't. <laughs> um, yeah, and and like there's the like you're saying, Joe, there are a lot of questions, a lot, a lot of things are in, or little bits of information are given, like seemingly what's up with, human, like 
That's interesting. Yeah, what is the deal with she's clean? Yeah, I mean, you maybe that I, she doesn't have arrive? any sketchy-ass, like, space diseases. Like, that would be my guess. Um, Just to, like, I guess test to make sure that she doesn't have any, like... I don't know, like space chlamydia. Space chlamydia, yeah, exactly. Like so that she can participate in the mind, hive space mind AIDS. orgy. Exactly. She yes. Um, spa- no space aids. Space. Um, but like yeah. she's clean and she's seemingly human. Which okay, does that mean that they have encountered non-humans or that they have encountered beings that present as human, right? But are that not. are not so. Artificial intelligence? Yeah, or perhaps Battlestar Galactica? Some sort of type of hallucination that they have seen, like that she yeah. is real of some I I don't know. That that was definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and then I you know, it seems like everyone gets their MCAP done, you know, to advance through the levels of their Bardo B's cult. And does that mean that they're built like do they get it done and it's kind of do like a Scientology you, where thing? Hmm? Where do you get that? That that they do that the they MCAP? they have to do MCAP? Yeah. Oh, I just cut, kind of, like, that's just kind of the vibe that I got. Like, why else would they have that? If not... It's a, it, um, there was a hint death. that it's like a correction, correctional thing. Like, uh, um, if the, it was saying, like, psych, quote, psych evaluation of disciples that are, like, being like led astray or doubting or whatever they bring them in there and read what's in their mind so that that kind of reads to me like scientology how they do what is that fucking thing called um there's a word for it in scientology where they basically like ask you a bunch of questions and sort of like do bullshit measurements and like figure out like you know where you went wrong in your life and how to sort of correct yourself and but my question (laughs) is are they doing it for that or are they like trying to basically build like a hive mind with all of these people, are they trying to, you know, correct them, or is there like some sort of more nefarious reason for reading everyone's memories? Because um, you know it, they clearly have the ability to sort of grab what someone is thinking and put it on a disc, um, and they're very interested in Clark. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean the the interest in Clark is um is very um intriguing and uh i mean is we've talked about this before is clark metaphysically unique in this universe is there something about her that's special that's different from every other person uh somehow she's like the key to everything um on the other hand she is the only person who had the uh, the alley chip mm-hmm. um, and the flame. in her and the flame in her brain without destroying. But how? The so chip. here's my question: Before they got Octavia, how would they mm-hmm. know that something about what they know already speaks to right. them seeking out Clark? So they already know about Alley, or they already know about the City of Light, or they already know they about the Commanders. Clearly- Right. Like I feel like well, so the guy said the um what's the dude? Um Levitt? The, like No, the highest really priest. So uh Anders? Anders. Anders? Uh is not the shepherd, right? He's just the he is like one no, the level first disciple. below the shepherd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so he um he said 
something that's strongly indicated that Ali is coming for them, apparently, right? Because he said that the same thing that destroyed Earth the first time and released the bombs, he was talking about the bombs and everything, uh, how humans destroyed Earth, and then he said the first threat is coming for us. Um, but we found the key to, to defeating it. Um, and so I don't know, like Ali is coming for them or something. And and it sounds like, like they have another version of the hive mind that they want to create. Um, and I mean, I would love it if it were like, you know, ever, ever since season three, season three, I've been saying that like, the, the whole city of light thing is actually a good thing if you take away the one aspect of it, which is, you know, it, it takes away your uh, your ability to, like... Your free will. Your own choice. Like, yeah, like, you decide whether you want to be in it or not. But if it was something that was, uh, you know, voluntary, truly voluntary, then uh, it would be... It was a pretty good thing. And it had a hive mind aspect in that, like, you, everyone could share information. It was filtered through Ali, though. That was a that's a problematic aspect. But anyway, uh, if it was something like like a reformed version of the City of Light, like a more democratic City of Light, um, <laughs> um, that would. But obviously, you know, it's the hundreds, so, so the the shepherd has something sinister in mind, which you know is probably worse than even Ali. Um, it just yeah, it just seems. Hmm. <laughs> the fact that they know about Clark and that they like specifically want her and they specifically want to know more about Clark from that day there, you know, and we did see that Allie beamed herself back up to the ring or wherever the fuck, um, you know, at the end of season three and we kind of never yeah. really went anywhere with that. So wouldn't it be possible yeah. then for Allie to have beamed herself through space yeah. and arrived, you know, at Bardo or Sanctum or wherever the fuck, you know, or one of the other planets that, that they, that they were on. And this whole thing about, you know, the last war that mankind will ever face, is that a real war or is it just something that, you know, they've been telling their followers this whole time in order to keep them in line or, you know, to give them a kind of a common enemy to, to, to sort of work together against, mm -hmm. or is it the last war? Does that actually mean that to your point, Shaheen, that everyone is going, you know, that they are trying to build sort of a hive mind and there would be, no more war if everyone sort of shares, you know, has this collective consciousness. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, they're definitely setting up yeah. some stuff. Maybe, maybe there's going to be a war in the City of Light. Right? And Clark knows how to win that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think, like, Shaheen, I didn't even think about what, like, I feel like you made it really, like, clear what it could be very obviously be and I like didn't even consider that at all I, I felt like maybe it had something to do with the flame but I think you really like pinpointed it with the focus on Allie um and they did they left they knew about earth um getting blown up so they left after that happened um because it's not like they could just come back um and so from that standpoint, they knew about Allie. They knew about all this. So yeah, it's like something that they can they feel is coming after them because she completely destroyed Earth. Although she said there are too many people. And there are certainly um, not so too now many there's not people. that many people. <laughs> she graduated from too many people to I wanna to chip everyone to be happy. 
Um, you know, so maybe she's just like, oops, well, we lost Earth. Let's just go to Bardo now. That's where the next colony <laughs> is. Well, um, so here's a question. Where well, she is, knew about it. Where is the other stone? Because all of the stones so far have been like underground or in a cave or something, which leads me to yeah. believe that the obvious places that they could be are either Mount Weather and they were never discovered or more likely in the bunker that one crew lived in. Because that's, yeah. you know, where Crazy Bill's, which is why the bunker was empty when they got there. Do, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that maybe C- yeah. Crazy Bill Cadigan took his fucking cults and oh, good point. skedaddled into yeah. the ether. But then it becomes, okay, well then why didn't Octavia and all of one crew find it? Um, you know. So, I mean, that could just be an easy, oh, look at this door. We never knew there was a door. <laughs> oh, we moved whatever. this file cabinet. <laughs> Holy shit, there's a room <laughs> back here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, we thought it was a closet, uh, you know. But anyway, like, that's... But, I mean, my first guess was it's somewhere under Polis. Um, because that's a that's a place where... But that's like, where the bunker was. There, was that's where that's the bunker, where the bunker was. Yeah. Right. Not, right. And so that strongly indicates what you were saying. But I was thinking, like, even if I didn't know about the bunker, I would still think it's somewhere under Polis because we know that when Becca arrived on Earth... Uh, there were those people who came out from the uh, whatever from the caves under Polis. Maybe they were in the bunker, maybe not. Um, but we know some people came out from underground from Polis, and they were still alive. And they burned Becca. Um, so, so it, I, I that was my guess that the key would be there. And so, since the bunker is also in Polis, that would be a really good place for it to be. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think under the bunker, somewhere behind the bunker or whatever, there's the key. Um, but they think it's offline? Don't they think it's offline? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which... So, what? how do they plan to go back then? I don't know. I mean, maybe that. Maybe that's what also Clark has to do with, is getting it back online. Maybe she has to, like, do some mm-hmm. sort of virtual reality bullshit to get it back on I, I i don't know like these yeah. this is maybe thankfully, Allie will put it back <laughs> yeah like this is thankfully something that's going on in this season where we have room to speculate in a way that's like kind of interesting like we're not speculating how disappointing we're yeah. how disappointed we're going to be in something um <laughs> does that make sense yeah sounds mm-hmm. maybe um yeah let's talk about can we talk about the crystal giants and the original bardoans because once hope yeah gets a hold of or once hope comes back and tries to rescue octavia and then thirsty levitt like accompanies them which p.s he is very thirsty like let's make note that he really likes octavia um that like he he said that the the tattoo the the unique code would fit on a bardoin's arm like the original inhabitants is that so not only are they like bigger but they're beefier (laughs) yeah are they but is that real like how do they know or is that just like a line that like you know was passed down from the shepherd like do we believe that this is real do or is it just a fable that the bardo bees and the white coats have been told and so it's just part of their religion like like noah's ark like two of every animal there was a boat big enough to carry every single fucking animal well no like historically they've shown that there have been great floods you know across the planet throughout history but the odds are that there was one dude who god spoke to and said build a fucking boat and carry giraffes and unicorns like probably Mm -hmm. not (laughs) yeah 
Well, no. So I, at first, the first time I watched, I I was like, well, that sounds like bullshit. <laughs> um, and it sounds like, you know, an easy way to control people. You know, you have to unite them right. against something else. And, but on my rewatch, I, I noticed, and it started with like Octavia's escape, um, how, so she's trying to find, I thought it was, she, it was like so well acted and cute, her trying to find the button in the elevator. Um, <laughs> I didn't notice that at first either, but it was like, she's like, ah, ah. not that like, I don't even know that Octavia would know to, how to use an elevator. Maybe right. not weather. I was wondering. Maybe they had um, a but so, well, yeah, but she was confined to a room until she went to the skybox and then she came to Earth. So she wouldn't have had, like, a lot of experience with elevators. <laughs> um, but so when she goes to go out to the arbor- arborium, I can't Arboretum? say that word, whatever. Arboretum. Yeah, that thing. Um, she goes to push the button to open the door and it's like a reach. It's not like where you would push, put a button for a human. It's like high. And the hallways are high. The doors are tall. So yeah. it really gives the impression that this is a place for built for people who are much bigger. Hmm. Or right. things who are much bigger. Giants. So that to yeah. me feeds to... But maybe they did it on purpose. Like, they could have built it like that on purpose. Just as easily. Just to like, um, to like maintain the ruse. Yes. Because like, I mean, if I'm falling for it. Like, of course, like they would fall for it. Um... And so, yeah, I thought that was, I thought that's like an interesting thing to wonder about. And also for the show, like a smart way to do aliens without having to do aliens, if it, if there were in fact aliens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do, do we mm. think that, do we think that there are aliens? Do we think that the original Bardoans were giants? And what does it mean that they turned into crystal giants? Like, are we about to get like, you know, the, the, the original, like, alien tr- uh, saga, like, uh, in Prometheus, we get sort of background on where the aliens came from and stuff like that. And there were these beings that were kind of giants, like, not not massive, ma- not as big as, you know, the, the original Bardoans that they're talking big. about, but that, like, the original alien saga has to do with these these beings that were definitely, like, probably, like, you know, eight, ten feet tall. Um, and then, you know, they died and you see their skeletons and and stuff, you know, sort of embedded into into the fossilized ruins of, of this planet. Um, I, I'm curious, like, are we finally going to get aliens? Do you think that, do you guys think that this question will be answered? Do you guys think it's really I aliens or bullshit to control the Bardobies? I think it's more likely to be real. Um, I would kind of doubt they would throw that in there just for it to be nothing. Um, that's the only reason. Um, I, and I hope that it's real, <laughs> but I think what the best, we're, we're not going to see the live versions of them. We're going to maybe hopefully see the crystals. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think like, um, oh crap, I just lost my hair thought. But, um, if we think about Sorry. the show not needing to explain how the stones are made or how the technology really works. Um, mm-hmm. it would make sense that like we never see these aliens, and it's not really about like that. That's like a different story, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're just like piggybacking on this technology that they made that is like awesome. Um, because if you think about it, you you need the stone on both sides for it to work, right? Yeah. Um. So it's like when did 
they put the stone on Earth? When do they put the stones elsewhere? Um, I don't think humans got somewhere um, and put the stone um, themselves. I don't know. I feel like I'm leaning towards aliens. Okay. I mean, I I wouldn't be sad for sure. Like if we finally got some alien (laughs) shit. Um, Do we have anything else about this, about this sort of section of the story? Um, Before we go into sort of the, the slight jump that we, that we had with Octavia and Bellamy. I'm happy to keep talking about Levitt if we want to, you know, is he dreamy, Bubs? (laughs) Oh my God, he's so dreamy. Um, Well, so... Yeah, I think I had some stuff to say. So I thought if so, if we're building another ship here, it's again like a little heavy handed um, because I mean, it's just like <laughs> he's like fangirling Octavia. But at the same time, like I thought it was like cute. Um, and but also like if Octavia's heart is pure, who the fuck else has been in the MCAP? <laughs> um, <laughs> not that like we like totally get like what he means because we have seen that journey. But, you know, there's, there's moments like when she like beats her brother to a bloody pulp, like the person who like dedicated his life to her. Um, so there's things that like that. And like, I, I didn't really like um, that he cheered about Pike getting speared um, because, you know, in the show that wasn't meant to be like a good thing. That was like meant right. to like signal, Octavia's turn. Yeah, that like Octavia is um, not okay. Exactly. So it's kind of I don't know if that's supposed to say something about this new character. Like, why is he excited about that? Um, but it's apart from I that. Mean, I think you know. Hmm? I was gonna say I think it's okay. What? I mean, I, uh, I as you probably know, I don't believe that art work should like be preachy or have any message or anything and i don't think this i I love scripts or you know stories that don't that where you can't figure out what the author themselves endorse um and Mm -hmm. like you just hear different characters uh, express different viewpoints and whatever um Mm -hmm. but you never get any vibe from the story that like oh this is the good guy this is the bad guy and the hunter is very much that kind of story, and I could see this guy just watching this like his show, like it's a movie to him, you know. And then and have like, HBO. Oh, there. Pike, <laughs> I want Pike to die, you know. And then, and then you're like, yes. I mean, a lot of people watching the hunter had that feeling. They were like, yes, well, Pike finally got was... got his, but it wasn't a good thing. And you know, this guy is not like the judge of what's a good thing. You know, he's just a yeah. dude. <laughs> well, no, it's so funny you say it that way, though, Shaheen, because, like, I, I think what I wrote is, like, I was reminded um, of the audience standing one of the characters and how they would make similar assertions of, like, guiltlessness um, for their faves, like, including myself. So I thought, like, and you're saying, like, he's watching it like a show, and, like, I felt that, too. Like, he was, like, he was a Octavia stan. <laughs> um, and so I thought, like, that is cute. Like, that's the part that I thought was cute, that he's, like, the audience. Um and from that perspective, yeah, I liked it. Um, what else did I write? Oh, the one thing was him helping Octavia mm-hmm. immediately. Like, did you guys think it was weird that he was just like immediately ready to help her? I mean, and we- to kind of like betray his fellow. White Power Rangers. Um, We don't know the the sexual policies of this cult. Um, 
uh-huh. you know, they could be above above it all kind of a thing. And so maybe he's just, fu- like I said, fucking thirsty as shit. Like, you know, like. <laughs> he's like, what are these feelings? Kind of. Like, this is the first, this is legitimately the first time he has, quote, seen a girl. Um, you know, and he's, you know, he's just all a titter about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Or seeing and i think that the show actually kind of exposition this quite a bit is somebody watching all of octavia's story and i I think i've said this on the pod as well you know that octavia was never my sort of focus character and it wasn't really until partly season four but really season five that i was like holy fuck octavia is like she's a really complex good character she's one of the few characters who they're not completely ju- like dropping the ball on giving her a story arc so i can yeah. imagine like you're saying if he's watching his octavia's hbo special that you know he's kind of all in on it like just being like yeah this was a really mm-hmm. good story um yeah. plus she's kind of hot gotcha. so that would be my guess <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and she's like dude Trust me, this is not a good thing. And it's like, no, it's fun though. Let me see more. Show you. <laughs> Kill more people. I want to see it. But it's funny <laughs> that he doesn't like that, you know, he doesn't care. He specifically says that he wants to see more of Clark from that day. So really, again, the idea of Octavia, you know, he's not going to care about her turning into Blood Raina because clearly they, they only care about the flame and the chip aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah, so they don't even know that Clark... Doesn't, doesn't have, have it, it anymore? anymore and that it's fried. Yeah. Is it fried? The chip is fried? Yeah, they fried it when they took it out of Maddie's head. Though I would imagine that there's going to be some way that oh, they the fix it. Oh, the flame. Oh, sorry, the I flame. Thought, I was thinking about the, oh, the actual the alley chip. chip what the alley it? chip in, in Clark's head is not fried, right? That's how she survived in the first place. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, did they Allie ever take it out? preserved her on that chip. They did take it out, though. I thought that Russell removed it. The alley chip? No, the the neural me- neur- neuro mesh, which was the leftover of the alley chip. That's what I'm saying. That the alley. Wait, are you talking? Well, hold hold up, hold up. Are we talking about the <laughs> sanctum chip, the alley chip, or the flame? Oh, over. Oh, right, 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 right. I'm talking about the alley chip. Yeah, I don't think that's there chip. anymore. So. Clark Clark had the alley chip in her head. Uh, and it never got burned because it just got deactivated. Else, right. She, everyone else was in the city of light and got suddenly cut off. So she might Whereas Clark was like portaling in and out of it so her chip didn't fry or something. So she possibly still um, has it in her body as well as maybe a couple other people, a couple other one crew likely who still who still might have them. Because they were just... I I think so. Interesting. Hmm. hmm. I mean, I th- I mean that's what they said about how Clark survived and didn't turn into... What's her name? Uh, oh, but Josephine. But I thought that Russell removed that. I thought he just removed the Sanctum chip. There was a scene no, he where, the um, where he said, mesh. like, we wouldn't make the same mistake again or something. Uh, she, he was like, "Don't worry, we 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 took care of it. We wouldn't make the same mistake or something." Um, I don't know. Well, so. maybe we'll get some exposition from Gabriel at some point in a future episode to tell us what has actually <laughs> happened. And by God, it but is the fascinating. Chip, Alicia was definitely 
was definitely still functional somewhat at least uh you know by the time you know clark was in the mind space and whatever and uh right like that's how because we saw ali and ali was like i saved you you're welcome um and that was ali was the only character that was actually another character not in clark's head um anyway so Mm. but i don't know if russell you're right there i have some vague memories of russell mentioning that he destroyed it but i don't know uh they could always say well he didn't he couldn't (laughs) (laughs) well i'm sure we'll get retconned somewhere um are you guys ready to talk about uh sort of the next phase of octavia's prisonership um involving bellamy um sorry i was just gonna ask so the mcap guy levitt um is he l11 is he level 11 did they say it? I, Did they I, say anywhere? I start. I, I spent a lot of time counting tattoos on this episode. <laughs> he seemed to have. I, I counted 11 tattoos. Oh, basically. I have no idea. But he's he seemed I pretty don't know, high up. More than seven is, I think, all we know definitively. Um, right. Unless it's how many. It is how many symbols you have on your face, which I don't. I still don't understand the, the face symbols. Yeah. I don't know if I missed something because I didn't pod two. Um, and so I didn't rewatch it. <laughs> um, mm. but yeah, but do you guys remember how they used to call Bellamy the key? So are they just repeating lines or is that supposed to be connected? <laughs> probably not. It's probably not connected. Yeah, I think that's when they wanted to like take over Pike and they knew that like Bellamy is the, the gateway to Pike. So they're like, I'm pretty sure other people. I'm pretty sure Kane said it at one point, though. Whatever. I mean, yeah, it sounds makes sense that Kane would say that because Kane tr- was trying to k- take Pike down, right? Hmm. And I, I think that was the context where he was like, "We can't alienate Bellamy because we need him to." He is now that he's on our side. We can get Pike if Pike mm-hmm. thinks that he's still on his side, which is exactly yeah. what happened. cool all right um well speaking of bellamy um we saw bellamy uh octavia gets (laughs) gets brought back through the anomaly and then stabbed by hope and then gets sucked back at out to bardo um where they try to mcap her again and then bellamy's there and but we didn't see a body Bellamy explodes, but we didn't see a body. Do we think uh, a couple of people on on the internet have posited that it was like a, a planted memory for Octavia to get her to comply? Um, hmm. Do we think that that was actually Bellamy, or do we think that it was some sort of a elaborate memory implant? I think it was Bellamy. Um. I think it was Billy. And we don't think he died because we didn't see a body. We didn't yeah. see a body. And like, really, I don't think that even, I don't think even Jason would, would kill that. that kill um, Bellamy, like have him come back for literally 25 seconds and then be like, actually, you're now officially dead on the show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I'm, I was, I'm still pretty sure that Bellamy dies before the finale. Um, but it was interesting to see on Twitter that Bob Morley was um, recording ADR. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like, I mean, what episode would be done by now? Like, 
Yeah, I don't know Almost all how much like, they, they got should be on the last fucked up in terms of with the COVID stuff about like how long they would yeah. be still working on stuff, or maybe they like decided to go back and fuck with some stuff even more. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, did did you did you see when Levitt uh, totally grabbed Octavia's side boob? Was it when he was helping yeah, her up? Yeah, like after the explosion, kind of, yeah, yeah. he grabbed her arm and then we cut away and then we cut back to them and like he's helping her up and he just like fistful of side, of, of of boob. And I was like, you know, bud, come on, you're not an actual doctor. <laughs> or an actual person who doesn't know anything about lady beings. <laughs> yes. Um... um you had a note. Here. I like that Jason Diaz has a butt chin. Do you like it's? I don't know what Jason's boner is for butt chins, but, all, but you, everybody you has a butt, a thing chin for butt chin. Oh yeah, every, a lot of people do have butt chins on the show. Um, butt chins. <laughs> it's a tr- butt chins. It's a thing. Chin butts. Chin ass. Exactly. Um, <laughs> since but- um, I was just I just had a crazy idea. Okay. That maybe, um, so going back to the whole seemingly human mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. maybe some of the, like the shepherd and the, the, the white coat dude, not, not the lap coat, but the, you know, the priest looking dude, the disciple. Yeah. Maybe they're not human. Maybe they're presenting as human. I mean. Um, and that guy, the first disciple guy looks kind of. Weird. Weirdly non. <laughs> Should tell the actor, "Hey, bud, you look off. <laughs> you look like you're wearing a person suit." Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, so one thing that I that uh, hmm. like, yes, possibly. Though I do think it's interesting that, like, they wanted Octavia for the M cap, right? But if they were so interested in Clark. Why not also try to grab Bellamy too, or grab him over Octavia? Because like, I don't know. I no, just, that's why they went to go get him, though. Right, but then they like, but then she like offers to give them everything on Clark if they'll let him go, and they seem to be agreeing um, with that. Yeah, Maybe because all they want is more? Clark eventually. I mean, but, and not to be whatever, but this is me, this is me giving you a Balark bone here, bubs. If they had watched all of the footage yeah. of, that Octavia had of Clark, they would have kind of realized how important and integral Bellamy is to that story as well. Yeah. Oh, totally. But I think it's like, so it's two things. So looking at it without Balark goggles or anti-Balark goggles, it would be like, oh, well, they didn't see anything that made... Clark more important um, to Bellamy than Octavia, so either would work. But if you do it through the Blark ones, like, all the things Bellamy has done to save Clark, um, maybe they just knew he would be harder to work with. And so if Octavia is offering up the information, it's just easier to go with her. And I mean... <laughs> then deal with Bellamy's bullshit. I, exactly. Like, they can always just go get him later. Um, and I wonder where they sent him, and if that's like, I doubt they sent him back to Sanctum. Um, but it makes me wonder where they did send him. Yeah. Like, if he... I mean, because, well, there's the fan theory that he's the one who grabbed Gaia. But also, what if it isn't? And, like, what if that explosion, like, sent him somewhere the fucking else? Because um, we don't know mm-hmm. how an explosion... Something that explodes you into the anomaly might affect where you go or when you go. Like... 
Yeah, I mean, we have no reason to think that the the cycle, the Anders, actually put in the Sanctum Code mm-hmm. in there. Maybe he could be a dirty fucking liar. Yeah, maybe he's on the ice planet. Maybe he turned into an ice spider. And the ice spider is not actually chasing Raven and Clark. He is trying. He is Bellamy trying to be like, no, I am not a spider. Oh, so it's like Battlestar Galactica when Starbuck is in the alien ship, which was this is like one of my favorite scenes in the whole show. Um, and she's like, they're like, why is that one alien ship behaving weird? And so finally, um, Apollo oh, realizes like that. I think yeah, and then he saw that it. It like she had written in I don't know paint blood. Um, what did she say? Starbuck or it's me or it's something like that. Um, yeah, so something like that. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm just saying it could happen. It could happen. I'm. I'm I wonder how many more episodes we're gonna go like before we see Bellamy again. What are your best fucking answers? My bets. Mm. All right. So next episode is. Ice Planet. Episode after is who the fuck knows. And then we have the prequel. I'm going to say episode seven or episode nine. Yeah. I don't think we see him again next week. We, what about you? If we see him again, it's Sorry, like. Sorry, what the is end. episode seven or episode nine? Oh, the next time we're going to see Bellamy. Oh. I think, like, maybe if we see him next episode, it'll be again, like, the last five minutes. Um, and if we see him, if we don't, then, I mean, I'm with you. It's not, it's, I'll just say eight to be different. <laughs> or is eight the, okay. eight's okay. the prequel? Eight is the prequel, but, like, That's maybe we'll none. get some cur- currents on, Be- oh, and flashbacks don't count. I need, I'm talking specifically yeah. new Bellamy footage. Yeah. Oh, speaking yeah. of flashbacks, um, oh, should I say this as my well, actually? Probably. I mean, you can drop it in now. I don't give a fuck. Well, okay, so my well actually is that Octavia's memories, A. She was not there for many of them. Oh, my God. Like, Bellamy in the hazmat suit, she wasn't there. (laughs) She never saw him in the hazmat suit. (laughs) You don't Um, even go here. And, like, like, when they're like, who would you reach out to? um, And there's, like, an image of of Lexa, and I'm like, okay, Lexa's great, obviously. But, like, Octavia wasn't a big fan. (laughs) Um, no, so, she did not prefer Lexa at all. Yeah, so it's one of those things that, like, come on, guys. There's better better fan service. You can give, like, really nice moments if you don't make them, like, so... Like, pick your moments better. <laughs> like, that was a, a weird choice. <laughs> um, I thought Lincoln would be in it more, but I guess, like, since Ricky Whittle's never coming back. Um, yeah, I guess they were... They decided not to even. They did show a shot of him. They though, did, right? but like, maybe they was... didn't want to have to pay as many royalties, and so they yeah. like barely used his footage. They're like, "Here, Ricky, here's fifty dollars. We're not showing you anymore." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, do you have any more on this? Do you guys have any more on this section before we go to Bardo currently? Um, I have a question. Yeah. What's up? Confusion. Um. So. When Gabriel Crew pulled Hope over, mm-hmm. um, right via so Octavia's the coat, tattoo, those on Octavia's back, yeah, and pulled Hope over. Um, we saw what happened right before that, right? So, um, what's her name? Um, Hope was sitting there ble- bleeding, and uh, Anders was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And and then she got pulled over. Hope got pulled over. 
and Anders wasn't surprised at all. It seemed like that was their plan, to have her be pulled over. Which means that they knew about the tattoo on Octavia's back. That Anders knew about the tattoo on Octavia's back, or some other way of, like, they told him that they have Hope's code, but then how could they do that without blowing their cover, without, like, ratting out Levitt? Wait, wait, say that again? You know what I'm saying? I don't think so. I So it was just weird that Anders seemed to be completely in the know about the fact that they were going to pull Hope over. Whereas that seemed to be something that was a secret between Hope and Octavia and Levitt. Mm-hmm. Right? But it seemed like Anders was completely aware of the fact that they were going to pull Hope over. I wonder if it's because um, Dev told Hope all these things. So he assumes that that's how the information was shared? I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It's... But I'm not saying that Hope wasn't surprised. I'm saying Anders wasn't yeah, but... surprised. My question is, how could Anders not be surprised? Well, but so um, he... Hope went into the MCAP. So maybe he would have seen um, what... But then wouldn't he have seen Levitt betraying them and everything? Maybe. So... Octavia was able to trick it, but yeah, she was, Hope wasn't there when she learned that. Um, I don't know. Maybe she was able to hold some stuff back. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's weird, right? It is weird. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. It's weird. Yeah. What do you think, Joe? Is that, does that make sense? I, it's. Honestly, it's hard to know on this show whether sometimes stuff is, like, super duper on purpose and trying to, like, be mysterious or if they just did bad continuity. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> or, like... I mean, it just... It seemed like Anders even knew when it was going to happen. Because, remember, the way it happened was Octavia happened to take off her coat because she was, like, trying to, you know, put out that woman or something. and Or because that woman caught her coat on fire. And, uh, and then they're like, whoa, you have this, this big ass tattoo. Uh, what is that about? And Gabriel was like, oh, this is, this, I know what this is. And so it was com- a complete coincidence, it seemed. Um, but Anders was standing there, was like, okay, she's about to be pulled over. Uh, is everything ready? And, you know, you guys, I don't know, that's that just like a gaff or, uh, I don't know. Or maybe there's something funky going on with, with Anders? Like, is he planning everything? Is he like, is everything happening according to his plan? Like, it's all his machinations. <laughs> exactly. Like, I again, like, I, I think that this speaks to, is it just supposed to seem extra creepy? Or is it that they forgot what they were writing? Or is, are we going to get an explanation for it? Yeah. I, I don't it's, know. Because, like, honestly, I didn't even think about that. But, like, now that you brought it up, I'm like, well, I really have no idea. Well, no, it's interesting because, um... Octavia, with that sweater that was just mentioned, um, they make such a show of making sure it gets back on her when she goes through. So there's the continuity of what she's wearing. So there's so much thought put Mm -hmm. into matching the clothes and not fucking that up. But like a lot of the other things just kind of slipped through the cracks. Um, (laughs) So yeah, so it makes it seem like, are they paying attention or do they, is like whoever's in charge of like costume continuity, like not phoning it in and whoever's in charge of the other stuff is like definitely phoning it in. Not that not all of us aren't phoning it in right now in the year of the coronavirus, but 
<laughs> Zing. Yeah. Sad Zing. Zing. Um, yeah, I, I have no answers for you on that, Shaheen. All right. Sorry. But you agree it's weird. Uh, yeah, no, now that you brought it up, like, that's Well, it's odd. weird, and, and, like, it kind of reminds me of when Bellamy appears. Um, it seems like he's, you'd think that because he just held Octavia's, like, dying body, it seemed. Like, he thought she was dead. And she just walks out and is like, hey, big brother. And he's not like, Octavia, you're fine? Like, he's like, I gotta kill this guy. I don't know. It was, it was kind yeah. of, like, emotionally a, a weird moment. Um... And it goes to like the like it's almost like mm-hmm. he has he had he didn't go straight it's it it almost felt like he didn't go straight from Sanctum to Bardo. It's almost like at some point there was like a detour where I mean Hope mentioned that they they jumped through Skyring. Like they they arrived in Skyring with Bellamy and then real quick went back to Sanct went back to Bardo. Um, she says that that's what she yeah remember when when they got on bardo and hope is or not hope echo is like dude what the fuck is going on explain and hope is just kind of sprinkling little bits of information one thing she says is um when they got here with bellamy they must have um used the bridge to go to bardo Hmm. um and so yeah so they went to skyring and then they because I guess, I don't know, there's no, I don't know if you can go directly from Sanctum to Bardo. But you can go to Nakara? There are so many questions. <laughs> I don't know. If somebody <laughs> paid attention I mean, better than we did, well, let us know. What's interesting is the uh, people on Bardo, the Bardo bees, they don't, they didn't know about Sanctum, right? No, they, I thought, well, um, what's his face did? Um, Orlando. I think the soldiers, yeah, I think the, like, higher-ups do, but I, I don't think that, like, everyone does. Which but kind of speaks remember, to the whole, like, cult thing. Because mm-hmm. Anders was like, ask her where she came from and how did she get there? He's like, she ended up on penance somehow. Well, how did she get there? Or where maybe, did she come well, from? Well, I think it's, I think it's more that... They are, they seem to, they, the Bardo bees think that they are in control of every time that the stone or, or the anomaly gets used. Uh-huh. And so for someone that they didn't bring over onto penance, how the fuck did she yeah, get maybe. there? I think that that yeah. was kind of how I read like, it. Like there's other planets too. So does that mean, yeah. Then that means that someone must have opened the bridge when Dioza and Octavia walked into it, right? I think. Well, I think yes. there's like you can manually go in and you just walk into the wormhole. That I think that's where you're saying that it goes only one direction. Uh-huh. Um, but then if you put in a key, key, a code, then you could go a specific. Yeah, but no, I would also kind of wonder if maybe when you open one bridge, like it's a it's it's a skeleton key, they all open at the same time and then close at the same time. So like uh-huh. the anomaly could open, could continually be opening because, you know, uh, what's his name? Gabriel was studying it the whole time when he wasn't, you know, after he had gotten his fill of killing children mm-hmm. um, that, you know, he had been studying the anomaly, but like no one on Sanctum had been opening it and closing it. And it didn't really seem like the Bardo bees were doing anything with it either. They weren't like kidnapping any of the children of Gabriel or anything like that. So yeah. it was kind of, it's almost like you open the anomaly 
and it opens everywhere. And so they were like taking people back and forth to penance or whatever the fuck or going to the ice planet, whatever the Bardo bees were doing. Mm -hmm. But as a result, it was opening and closing yeah. on Sanctum as well. I mean, that makes sense. It but seems but without any explanation for the Sanctum yeah. people, because they're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, but like, yeah. it's. I guess <laughs> the confusing part too, though, is like, if they knew that people were on Sanctum, like, did they already go there in MCAP, like the Primes? So if the Primes didn't know anything about the key, <laughs> then no one else did. So it wasn't worth going back to like, check up on them. Because I... I yeah, yeah I'm know. unclear as to whether the Bartobies know, like, even the higher up, even the shepherd had any idea about when, Legius and, and no, they, Sanctum. They did because Orlando um, talked about the body snatchers. A.K.A. the well, I thought that's because they told him, like, they, they told him stories about Sanctum throughout those five years. And so he knows all about it now. And he oh. was like, dude, that place, I'm... I'm not going there. I thought it was early on, though, like before time had passed. No, that was the last minute anything. when they were like, so now what? Now where you, are you going to go? And he was like, I don't know. I guess I'll go back to Bardo. And they're like, well, they, you know, cast you out or whatever. Why don't you come to Sanctum? And, and that's when he said, yeah, it's a red sun illusion and body snatchers or whatever. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I so yeah, it's all. It's, I also don't know what happened to Colin, the guy that he opened the the bridge on the on on Skyring at some point, right? Colin. Yeah, I remember the guy who uh, was directly in touch with Becca. Mm. Becca oh, yes. oh, that 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 Gabriel knew. Right from Allegius. Right from Allegius three. Is right? he the shepherd? I, I, that's. I think he he might be the shepherd. He's the. He must be the first person to, who went from Skyring to Bardo. Mm -hmm. I um, mean, maybe, but the shepherd brought them from Earth, right? Earth to Bardo, or does he just tell Unless them that, and they never actually they came over from Allegis, but he just tells them that as part of their mythology. Right. Mm -hmm. Again, like we don't know at this point. We have so many unreliable narrators <laughs> that we can't really we. Yeah, there have been so many cults with weird explanations for things that like we kind of can't trust any of that in terms of like you know crystal giants and the shepherd bringing them through the what you know like yes it is I think that the only really concrete thing that I'm willing to believe is that there is a stone on earth mm -hmm. I think that that's like the only thing that I'm like willing to be like okay well yeah. that seems that seems well, legit but that could not yeah. be, like, because it's offline, quote-unquote, and they could say, like, well, this is how we came, but now it's offline. <laughs> and maybe, but, like, so maybe there isn't one on Earth. Um, maybe it's just by this solar system. Um, but the other thing was, um, so, yeah, so the, the whole tablet thing, the guy, um, Colin that you guys were talking about, so then... Yeah, so then Allegis people did figure out the whole Bardo thing, or does it go back again to, like, the Bardo people are lying to their people? Because I didn't really understand then how that connects. I mean, given given my experience with all the cults on the show, I'm going to go with both. I'm going to go with maybe it's a thing, but also probably they lied. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, we also don't know how exactly Colin got on, got okay. to Skyring. I was under the impression that he went with the Allegius team, but that was never actually explicitly confirmed. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so maybe he portaled through the stone from Earth, went to Skyring, and then figured it out there, figured out how to go to Bardo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. And that's why they say, like, the stone brought us from Earth, because maybe they they did come from Earth, but went through Skyring. You know, stop. There's a stop at Skyring. It's like a connection. You have to... <laughs> Except it's the longest connection ever. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to get your bags. Like, your bags will be automatically... Forwarded um, to your final destination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I do want to say, though, like you were saying, Joe, you were saying before, it, it, these are, like, not frustrated confusions. These are, like, excited fr- confusions. Yeah. It, it, it kind of reminds me back when we were, like, speculating on the City of Light, like, what it was yeah. and, like, what it meant. And, unfortunately, they really dropped the ball with that. But, like, maybe they will catch yeah. this. Yeah. Maybe this is their chance to, to fix it. <laughs> maybe. Um, all right. Quick, right. quick five-minute break, you guys. Yeah. Okay. Let's start talking about Bardo in the quote-unquote present time when Hope, Echo, and Gabriel finally enact their breakout, rescue, whatever the fuck they're going to do, minus... uh, Orlando. Fuck, what was his name? Orlando. Um, Orlando. Minus Orlando. 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 One one point of order. So so one, one thing that I had a question about is we had... The scene, um, I want to say it was when Hope, Echo, and Gabriel, like, go out into the forest, um, and they're listening to, uh, Anders speak, Mm -hmm. and they're talking about, um, saving us from the war to end all wars, um, and I I think it was the shepherd saving, saving them from, from the war to end all wars, which I didn't quite understand, because in the last episode when we had that bald dude who we actually saw go back this episode to get Mm -hmm. Clark, he tells Clark that she is necessary for the war to end all wars, which made it seem like she was a weapon to end all wars versus the, the shepherd saying that they would save them from that war. So do they want the war? Do they not want the war? Did I mishear that? Do you guys have thoughts on that? So my understanding was that they are framing this as a defensive war. They're they're saying that some threat, which, you know, sounds like his alley or something is coming for them and they're, they're going to defend themselves, but they also think this is an opportunity to end all wars. That's how I understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, because, yeah, I was a bit confused. I was like, wait, are there factions within the Bardo Bees? Like, some people want the fight and some people don't, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, that's just where that's I was confused not. about it. Yeah. Um, this was also the, the, the sort of period of time during that speech where Andres says, um, and you have a note about this, Bubs, uh, even before they were wiped out by Gen 9 and turned into Crystal Giants... Um, let's, let's actually, we've mentioned the Crystal Giants a few times, but let's actually like kind of talk to them, talk about it. Cause we, we got some information apart from really tall elevator buttons, um, that they ruined their planet uh-huh. like humans. Um, they, they, I guess built whatever the fuck they did underground, like Mount uh-huh. Weather people. Um, they killed each other off or turned themselves into crystals. We're not entirely sure about that. Um, what's what 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 is up with 
what is up what with is you gen guys? nine because the first time i heard that i thought it was like the bardo b generation nine that like wiped them out after like coexisting yeah. but you know um levitt says or so someone says i can't remember anymore um that they were extinct when they got there um so that's not so then what's gen 9 how do they know about gen 9 like i am so confused (laughs) yeah it seems like they've done some archaeology on the planet that they arrived in and they know some stuff but yeah it's 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 i don't know what gen 9 is and why they would turn into crystals um yeah yeah so many questions we have no answers (laughs) yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. It definitely. So you also have a note of of the book of allness. Yeah. He, he references Oops. the book of allness, and this keeps going. I keep liking hive mind. Like the last war is them all becoming a hive mind because when they're all a hive mind, there's nothing to fight because they're all in this together. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a. I, 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 I can't I can't not call out um Shira and the Princesses of Power and a very, 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 very similar plot line um that they already did huh. um involving and for that matter, Ali, um, you know, mm. wanting to also sort of have everyone be super chill in a hive mind. because um, yeah, I guess you wouldn't really have any wars if everyone shares a consciousness. Yeah, and maybe it's like the mm. MCAP thing is like learning all the different personalities to like meld it together to make it work with all the different people so that they're all allness. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So I'm I mean, going with also, my hive mind he thing. He also says, no, I think the hive mind thing makes a lot of sense um, based on what they've heard. I mean, he also says um, that thing about this is what happens when you value individuals over the collective. Um, so yeah, they're, they're being like indoctrinated that that we're all one and co- it's the collective that matters mm-hmm. yeah exactly um one one other little 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 key um that they have what is it uh we have found the key after hundreds of years it has returned mm-hmm. to us so that's is the key mm-hmm. i mean clark is the key but is the is it Clark or is it the alley code that's in her brain? Is it the flame? Is it something else that we're not even aware of yet that was buried in Becca's code? I mean, I know that I'm just like throwing shit out there and seeing like what you guys think, but like, and we don't have any mm-hmm. actual answers. But like, this episode gave us so many yeah. little tidbits of like, pay attention to this. Yeah. No, I mean that's very interesting. It has returned to us again. I would. I would think so. This maybe um, Ali is not an enemy, but an ally, right? So maybe uh, an ally. ally. <laughs> Never mind. I hate myself. Yeah, because like you know, maybe and maybe we're we were um, mistaken. We were <coughs> lied to um, about what started the nukes. Maybe it wasn't Ali. Maybe something. It was always a little fishy because they were like. Um, yeah, Ali was like, there are too many people, and then, you know, and then one day there were bombs. It wasn't like, we were never explicitly, so anyway, so I guess there was a thing about, like, Ali's hacking her way into the system or whatever, 
But so yeah. maybe they're gonna like retcon that and be like, it wasn't Ali, it was some other AI or something. It was Bill Cadigan. Um, and Ali is actually the, the key to solving it. Uh, and Clark is the key because she has the Ali code in her head. Hmm. It's, yeah, like, well, it was like that whole speech. Like, I feel like I actually need to go back and rewatch it a couple more times because they kept on cutting over to like yeah. Hope and Echo and, and Gabriel or whatever. Um, I like, I also, it also made me wonder how many people are there. Um, is that all of the barbecues gathered out in the forest? To, to a few yeah. hundred rabble, versus rabble, a few rabble, death to prize. Uh, yeah, a few hundred to a few thousand. Some some number, and like, how big is that planet? Yeah. Well, all planets we've ever been to on the show only cover a like one mile radius, and clearly nothing exists outside of that one mile. <laughs> because like Sanctum, they didn't explore beyond that really. Um, um, the only time it really made sense was season five. <laughs> Um, but like, it's like, you know, the hundred land on earth and they stay where they're getting like slaughtered left and right. They don't just, they don't like think to like, well, I guess Jaha kind of goes and explores, but that was it. That's the last time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was the last time anyone was like, well, let's go see what else is out there. Like, so we get to Sanctum and everyone's just like, oh, well, we're just going to hang out here with all the body snatchers. Um, and just kind of take a little short trip to, like, the green light that looks pretty scary. Um, but let's not check out anything else. <laughs> um, and yeah. then now it's Sparto, and they live in, like, one little part of the planet. And who knows if there's anything else. Maybe there's crystal giants on the other side, on the dark side of the Bardo. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, all of these planets are just kind of like, oh, well, we landed. This must be all of it. And you're like... But because because we actually saw in was it season four, um, we saw some people like get burned up by the radiation mm-hmm. at some pyramids, whether in or not Egypt. that was in Egypt or in South America somewhere. Or Wait, a lot of Vegas. It looked. <laughs> or it, Vegas it was at the Egypt. Luxor. Yeah. Like point of the matter is like there were clearly people yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And yet the hundred is just like, you know, this this West Virginia forest looks a lot like <laughs> Vancouver, so we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna camp out here. Um yeah, I wonder how many people and like exactly like how big is their underground bunker area. Because not to be whatever, those trees weren't that big. You know, if like it had been mm-hmm. thousands of years. Um, those trees were, you know, fifty to a, a couple hundred years old at at best, right? Like, there weren't, like, huge fucking redwoods or anything. Like, like thickness-wise? 11-foot tree trunks. Yeah, yeah. thickness-wise. Yeah, they weren't very thick at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I... I again, I, I I like this episode for what it's making us ask. I just, yeah. again, hope that we are... That it's not just... That we're not just going to... Yeah, like, I, these are a lot of threads that they need to, like, hold on to, and I really hope that they manage to hold on to them, and... I'm a hundred percent sure that we're not gonna answer a hundred percent of these. <laughs> but you know, um, we'll answer some. I'm trying to think. Like we, a- apart from those sort of questions, there wasn't really all that much that we like got to see. Or uh, unless you guys want to talk about Hope killing whoever when they landed, but otherwise, the main big thing was them seeing Octavia reciting that mantra. Who I guess she had been doing that for a few weeks. And then Echo murders some dude 
after everyone was like, no, don't do that. And you have a note in here, Shaheen. Yeah. Um, and I quote, Echo is an idiot with two exclamation points. Um, Seriously. Said, so first of all, <laughs> you don't even know if that thing was real, right? Yeah, like the guy didn't say one way or another and you don't know. And, and we have now reason to think maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was planted memory. Second of all, there was no body, so you don't even know if Bellamy died. Um, third of all, this guy had nothing to do with it. This is completely like, what was the point of killing this guy? Because he hadn't—he was just reading off the memory. Like, it makes no sense. It's not even vengeance. It's just like you could have just like broken some of the equipment if you were so mad. Like, you don't have to murder someone. It even seemed kind of out of character for me. Mm. Like, and like in that, yeah, Echo kills people or whatever, but she's usually like relatively tactical about it. And like, yeah. I mean, maybe we're supposed to read it as she's so grief stricken with the loss of oh, Bellamy that, please. you know, she just lashes out. But that still didn't feel right. I mean, it was I mean, my least part one... of the episode. My least favorite part of the episode. It was crazy. I feel yeah. like it was everyone's. It didn't make sense. It was, uh... I mean, she was the one who's uh, lecturing Echo on, like, not getting emotional and, and focusing on the mission. Wait, Hope, you mean? Echo was, uh, sorry, she was lecturing Hope. Yeah. Hope, yeah. Right, so, um, yeah, she was like, what are you, are you crazy? What are you doing? Like, we have a mission. Uh, I know how you feel, but let's not fail this time, maybe. Um, and then she goes and does that. Yeah, Echo's allowed to lose her shit and kill, but Hope is not. Rude. Right? And, like, for Hope, it kind of makes a lot yeah. of sense. Because she had a much... I mean, even though she lost her mom and aunt, Auntie O, <laughs> um, when she was little, she still had a relatively peaceful life. Um, so, yeah, yeah it, it would make more sense for her to kind of lose her shit. For Echo, I mean, talking about what's in character for Echo... I. It's just like, <laughs> I, who knows? Like it's like whatever the plot needs her to do, she does or says. Um, so from that perspective, I just this is just another another nonsensical yeah. echo moment. <laughs> um, but like I think like I felt like last episode made more sense and like if we're like going off of the idea that Echo never actually changed, um, which I think is the strongest thread in her story. Um, in terms of consistency, um, although not saying much. Um, so I guess, like, I guess we'll see where that goes. <laughs> well, you had a note that you think that oh. she joins the Well, so she, she lost the person that she was following. Um, yes. Bellamy. Um, and so now who is she going to follow? And, like, she's in this environment where all these people get to follow the shepherd and the first disciple, like, sad little puppies. Because uh, we saw how Orlando was just, like, epically devoted to it. Unless he was just pretending. Um, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, and so, I, it's, like, the perfect thing for her to just kind of join. Um, she gets to be a soldier again and have, like, her soldier family again. Which I'm all, I'm forever confused why they didn't do a scene with, like, the surviving as Geta soldiers. Obviously, they survived in the bunker if it was, like fighting to survive in the um in the pit um so i mean there's like a very familiar 
safe place for her to be. And I would be, I think it'd be really interesting if she joined up as a bee. Um, thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I mean, nothing would surprise me. Yeah. You know, like, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, have her become a Bardo bee. Whatever, it's fine. Fuck it. It'd be more interesting um, on her than her continuing to go on a rampage. Yeah, no, that part was just kind of like again. I'm I'm assuming that we're we're supposed to like see that as like almost maybe even a parallel to Octavia stabbing Pike. You know, where you didn't maybe make the best tactical decision um, out of like rage and grief, but at the same time, that's always been Octavia. She has mm-hmm. always been super hot-headed and like frustratingly so whereas echo that was never who she was like she restraint and keeping it i mean and again like you know i for the most part didn't didn't have too much beef with echo for seasons past you know that she would be less impulsive um and yeah i guess we're meant to like read that she's so heartbroken and distraught that she loses her shit but but yeah i'm just kind of like so a woman loses her loses her man and she just becomes some irrational crazy person like uh, yeah especially when that relationship has been framed that she follows him around like a sick puppy and he like <laughs> borderline emotionally abuses her <laughs> yeah That's so it's just well not that i care that he does that uh. Um, yeah, I mean, I gotta say, I, uh, I mean, I wasn't impressed by Clark's behavior before either. Like, it's, this is about as, as idiotic as what Clark did when she was like, I'm gonna murder Russell. But anyway. But she didn't um, go through with it. She just burned down the castle. Yeah. Which, I mean, who hasn't, who hasn't lit lit a a large structure on fire once or twice? Um. And then also, like, I'm not really impressed by Gabriel's leadership. Like, he just stands there and he's like, oh, no, dude, no, dude, no. Oh, man, don't fucking. It's like, well, do something. Like, go grab him and stop them. Like, someone could have stopped Echo. Um, right for his, like, hundreds of lifetimes of <laughs> life experience. <laughs> Murdering children. He's kind of, like... Yeah, murdering children, like, like he's not, we're supposed to see him as wise, but he's really only there for science exposition. Other than that, he's sort of not super, he's book smart, not street smart. I don't even know. He didn't do much this episode. (laughs) He did not. He did not. He just seemed to get upset at people for killing other people. And you're like, buddy, Once again, I'm touching my nose and pointing to you going, yes, child hot killer. child killer, but um, child killer nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, no one's disputing that he is attractive. Um, yeah, I mean, but... like, in hundreds of years that he's had, you know, he could have trained himself in all sorts of shit. Like, he should be, like, the most badass fighter of all mm-hmm. among them. Like, he's, he's had time, he could, like, he could have learned... Knife throwing and like shooting and hunting, uh, whatever, running, all sorts of swimming. He could, should be able to do everything. Martial arts. And yet. Um, Do you guys have anything else about this section uh, before we move on to Sanctum? No. No? All right. So Sanctum, um, thank fuck we have Indra being the MVP. um, (laughs) The followers of the primes um the faithful uh have decided that self-immolation is the the way to to go 
Um, which to be honest, when that happened, I was like, doesn't that kind of, I mean, and then Murphy echoed it. Like, doesn't that kind of just huh. solve like a third of Andrew's problems? <laughs> That's what Murphy said, man. Like, if we let them kill themselves, you're kind of like, well, well two thirds, right? Because like, it gets rid of the. Oh, because then the, the the children of Gabriel won't be pissed right. either. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so kind of just let them set themselves on fire. Damn, yeah. like I, I really don't see the problem with it. But then again, this also goes back to why the fuck is our Earthers in charge anyway? <laughs> like wh- who, who quote unquote died and made them boss? But anyway, what do you guys think of this of the whole Sanctum storyline? I so I have like a serious thing to say about it, but okay. like I also, I mean, I was thinking like Indra should be like. He, you know, talking to the um the faithful or whatever, she'd be like, Look, buddy, we don't even want you here. <laughs> like is like we we didn't even like you're a problem. And so if you wanna kill yourself then, you know, whatever. Like I don't recommend you do that, but we're not gonna do anything about it because you're literally <laughs> just a problem. If you think we're gonna stop you, you're wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what to do, yeah. <laughs> but I am going to tell you that you doing this, like, helps my headache. Yeah, it's it's like, kind what? of, it's kind of working out for us, so, like. <laughs> I mean, and kind of it was just, um, was it Nelson who was basically like, no, they're still my people, and you're kind of like, yeah, but they were kind of dicks to you, and also, they're really not that smart. Like, they have been shown that it's not real, and yet they are going to light themselves and their children on fire oh for it. Like, at that point, you're just kind of like... I mean, they weren't they actually, techn- to be fair, they were never technically shown that it wasn't real, right? Like, there was never any direct evidence that it wasn't real. It was just kind of like, hey, think about it. Doesn't that make more sense? Ah. <laughs> uh. I mean, I guess, and I guess, you know, we, we have that discussion where, um, you know, Indra makes the distinction between, you know, blind faith and faith, you know, just regular faith, which I guess, you know, so we don't piss off a lot of viewers, but uh, I just, I was with Murphy on this one of just letting them, you know, if you want to kill yourselves, like, I mean, I don't love that for you, but yeah. I, yeah, Bubs, do you have any any thoughts on this section apart from um, being the MVP? I I enjoyed when they were rubbing Murphy down with oiled up paintbrushes as much as he did mm-hmm, because he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I was just starting to enjoy this. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, me too. Um, apart from that, I'm glad that Indra figured it out about shit shithead. Um, that was actually great. That was a great moment of like, there's a spider on your shoulder in <laughs> Trig. Like that was. She's so smart. I, her intelligence reminded She's me smart. of like Bellamy's intelligence. How he like he has like really good deductive reasoning. Like he gets like, like so when they in, in season three when they go to the rig, he like figures out how Allie got on the rig. Or in season two, he figured <laughs> out that it was what was his face, Gustus, who poisoned who fake poisoned Lexa, um, and things like that. So mm-hmm. that kind of I you like mean Titus. No, it was Gustus um, who was then killed. Oh, I see. Um, and then, yeah, so I like I like that kind of intelligence, and it was nice to see that Indra has it. She's always been a character that we can rely on to be sensible. They don't give her yeah. the idiot ball. 
Like they don't ever give it to her. And that's wonderful consistency. Yeah. Um, because that became a real problem in later seasons with especially Marcus. Like Oh god. He was he was supposed to be like shrewd and kind of e- like questionable evil, like whatever, in the first season or so, and then he got smart and then he was just he had the idiot ball oh glued to his hands. It was bad. Um and they don't seem to do that with Indra, which is yeah. nice, I guess. Um, Shaheen, you have a note here about peace. Yeah. I, I so it on. seems like I mean if you noticed <laughs> if you haven't noticed, um every everywhere Sky Crew goes, things go to shit. Right? So like <laughs> <laughs> Like they arrive on a planet and and it was like it was fine before. Uh, you know, I mean not fine, fine, but like people were living and everything and like, you know, there wasn't constant conflict. And then they come and everything just falls apart. And if you notice why that happens, again, in the universe of this show, um, it, it's because they give them freedom, right? So like they arrive and they find out that this, these people have a, um, coherent system that's that's you know working um but it's oppressive and and it's you know lying to them or exploiting them or whatever uh or it's just unfair and you know it just shouldn't be this way and we should give people freedom and then they bring in a bunch of different groups of people in you know and so they bring in the the people who were previously being um excluded or exploited or whatever and mix them with the people who had that uh, strict regime, and they try to create a, a society that you know has all of them in it, and it never works. So it seems like in the universe of this story, um, peace requires homogeneity and a disciplinarian regime, and on the other hand, diversity and freedom. When you have a lot of different tribes of people together. Uh, and you give them freedom always leads to chaos and war. Um, and so I was wondering if you, if this was true about the world, the universe that you lived in, um, which would you choose? Would you rather have diversity and chaos or homogeneity and peace? I mean, I, I think, I think to your point, it's kind of unfair that, those are the only two right. options that yeah. the show sort of presents. Um, yeah. But it seems like that's the yeah, case, like, right? Like, every, they've never been successful in, like, intermingling people. Sorry, go ahead. Democracy doesn't well, exist. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we, if we look back then at even, say, season three, and, you know, not to bring up Lexa again, but I will bring up Lexa again. You know, the idea that she, you know, united the 12 clans or whatever. And the the idea of all that is that they are 12 distinct clans, that they all have their own, you know, culture and environment and whatever, and that she was able to, like, bring them together, except the show went out of its way to sort of show that that was so fragile mm-hmm. and and tenuous that, yeah. that it didn't even work. Like... Who knows how long she had had them united, but, you know, once Sky Crew got in there, like, it was such a fragile piece that it all fell apart anyway. And she still wasn't an elected Um, leader. It was still, like, a weird death match. Yeah, right. It was still a a King Arthur, you know, 
some lady yeah. in, a, in a lake threw a sword at you kind of situation. <laughs> um, which, fine. Um, but it's really no, how to, no way to pick a monarchy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it's, you either have to be a hive mind, or... Or it's chaos. Yeah, that's it. There's no or. You have to be a hive mind <laughs> to have a chaos. Because, yeah, no, I mean, even even with one crew, like, Octavia had to get them all on board for her vision. Mm-hmm. And had to kill a bunch of people to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and that that's literally when they know they're going to die if they don't cooperate. They still would ra- rather not cooperate with other clans and tribes and whatever. I mean, maybe that maybe we'll get the ending of a show where, you know, they fix everything, they go back in time or forward in time or whatever the fuck happens, and lo, there is an election um, that doesn't end in disaster. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> I liked I liked how you really sounded like you believed. Me <laughs> but yeah, like so um, so you refuse to answer this question because you think it Yeah, I refuse. Uh, Bubs? Wait, what was the question? <laughs> oh, if you lived oh, in, a, okay, okay. in a world, in a universe where these were the two options, what would you choose? I guess like I'm not really great with rules and stuff, so I I think I <laughs> do better in the chaos. Um, but like, really, whichever one has more streaming services, um, in time for more activities. More streaming, streaming services, services like, like Netflix. Has Netflix and Hulu versus like Quibi. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sweet. You're like IMDb might be offering free movies, but they do have commercials. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with the commercial free plan. Yeah, there we go. Um, even though it might cost a little bit more in my own personal yeah. freedom. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, so like, it's. Um, I mean, is I mean I feel like um, the reason they they always have this issue is that they never have a freaking constitution. Um, like the only time they came anywhere close to having that was the the Exodus Charter. Um, you know when the uh, when the Ark came down to Earth, they were like, okay, we've had this thing planned from the very beginning that when we go back, if we go back this is the charter that we'll follow until we establish a new democratic society. And they kind of half-ass followed that for a little bit. And then Pike happened and then, and then other thing, and it just, you know, fell apart. And every time they've tried to like create a new society, they never, it never occurs to them, Hey, maybe we should have a set of ground rules that everyone will agree to. And then we'll go from there. Um, I feel like that's what's missing um, from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to we have to codify the the rules. Yeah, like everyone wants their own thing, but let's you know have a set of rules about how we get the shit that we want. Like let's there be a procedure for how we we're gonna get the shit that we want. All of us because we all want different things, right? So. That's, yeah. They don't have a social contract. They just go in there and they're like, all right, guys, get along, please. And then <laughs> everyone is like, no. And then they're shocked <laughs> when they go. 
And you'd also think that maybe like Sky Crew, I'm just going to call them Earthers, would have maybe learned a lesson or two mm. at some point yeah. through the 14 governments that they have experimented with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nope. No lessons learned. Um, do you guys have anything else on this section or can we get into the well actuallys? Um, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. All right. Uh, well actuallys or other thoughts. What have we got? Um, so I think I did have a second one I could say. Um, oh, so remember Joe, when you mentioned last, it may not have been last week, it could have been the week before, but the whole thing about like the Bardo bees not being able to see each other when they're, when invisible. So can you just Mm -hmm. imagine trying to carry out an exercise while you're all invisible and can't see where anybody is? And it's just like, oh, excuse me, oh, pardon me, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> except that they can see each other because that was whole that was hope's reason like she she was saying that she wouldn't be able to go invisible anymore and i'm guessing that that also meant that she couldn't see other people i mean whatever i don't i yeah they I, have i'm to be able still to not clear other. on whether they can see each other or not um they have levitt to. said sounded like they could because he was like look you know they'll have uh suits too and that means, and then uh, Hope ran out, and we didn't. He didn't get to finish his sentence. Um, I wonder if he was going to say, and that means they can see you. <laughs> so basically, we are missing the scene of Raven changing the programming on, like the frequency of the suit, so that she could kill all the Bardo bees on Sanctum. Like we're just missing that scene. Mm. I mean, she was also behind them. I don't know. Um, Maybe they just weren't facing that way. Maybe it's like a heat thing. Like if you're invisible, they will know from your heat waves. And so like if if they're not really looking in that direction, they, they will see it. And Raven's got <laughs> ice in her veins. That's all I got. Um, I'm going to ask mine and then you mentioned that you have an answer for it, Shane. Mm-hmm. So... How did I, like, if if they made a whole point of saying that going through weird backwards time dilation that their memories are fucked, how did Octavia remember Hope and say her name before she got stabbed? Mm-hmm. Like, she was still, like, super loopy at that point right. and, like, wasn't talking about much. So what, what did I miss? So uh, Gabriel kind of explained this when he was like, this is incredible. Um, he, was it was it incredible, Gabriel? <laughs> he said that when the apparently when the anomaly expands and like the bridge opens, you get your memories back as long as the bridge is there. And then once the bridge receded, both Hope and Octavia lost their memories oh. again. So because green light was still happening as soon as Hope arrived, right. Octavia remembered. Right. That makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> but God, it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Um, what about what about you, uh, Shaheen? You have oh, um, what do I have? Um, so yeah, I mean, first of all, I guess we didn't talk about Shahedda. Oh yeah, we really didn't talk that much about Shahedda. So, eh. so I mean, Shahedda. First of all, like he's good. Like he totally. Like, he just snatched this body. How does he even know what the deal is with Sanctum and... How does he not speak without an accent? Russell. <laughs> because he, like, totally had a fucking, like, trig-speaking English accent at one point. Yeah. And so... And yet, when he's speaking as Russell, he is sounding as Russell. S- Sangeta crew accent. 
Um, his exactly. Sangera crew. Um, I like that we found out. Um, so yeah, it's desert people. That's why they're they're so harsh. Um, so anyway, I uh, but I was wondering. So when they removed, so in the end they removed the the chip, um, from the from Shehera's body. Um, so what's gonna happen now? Is it gonna go back to Russell? Is it just gonna be? Is he d- gonna die? I was confused because uh, uh, what's her Andro is like. I may not be able to kill you, but I will. Or something like that. I was like, what the? F- I don't understand what happened with Shehera. Or I guess we're gonna find out. But like, what do you guys think? What do you mean? What happened? So when they removed the chip. What's gonna happen? Yeah. Um, I think he just like he's just in there and he's just gonna die that way. Like, I, it it was a little bit unclear, but I think it means that once Shadehead was there, it like took over Russell's brain brain because he he killed Russell mm-hmm. inside the brain. So Russell's not coming back, and so it's just gonna be a dead body. I mean, the body's alive. The body is alive. Yeah, I mean, Russell's still, like, body of Russell is still alive, and the brain is just Shade Hedda. No, I mean, after they take out the flame, is it gonna die? Is the body gonna die? Not the flame, the chip. No, what? He was, he was still alive when we left the episode. So what happens then? Whose consciousness is in there now? Shade Hedda. Shade Hedda. He's just stuck there. He can't, he's not gonna be immortal anymore. He can't uh, zap out. Okay. Yeah. That's hmm, that's not how we were <laughs> led to believe the the flame worked. <laughs> um, I think right, like it was like if you just took out. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the Elysius chip is very different, but like if you just took out someone's chip, they would just die. There was a procedure to doing that. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Schmeitz, I think is yeah. We'll just we'll just. <laughs> All right, but Schmeitz. so anyway, um, but my well actually was, Indra says for Abby, she's like let him feel the pain for Abby. Shade Hitter didn't kill Abby, so that's just kind of dumb. Or does Jackson not know that this is Shade Hitter? I think I don't know. I don't know if she's told, but I think that maybe it's just like. Maybe removing the chip is sort of symbolic of, like, also saying, fuck you, Russell. <laughs> like, because I think that the Russell is still maybe on the chip. I don't fucking know. There's so much, like, I don't know. Yeah, so that was my well, actually. I was like, that for Abby thing was kind of a non-starter. Weird. Um, all right. Um, thank you for that, Shane. Um, TV shows, books, movies, anything to recommend to people? Let's see. You can go first, Pops. Oh, I didn't really have one, but I did see The Vast of Night on Amazon Prime, um, which is a, it's kind of a cute sci-fi movie that's well done. Um, it's about like a small town and um, UFOs, basically. Um, but I thought it was cute and I enjoyed it. Cool. <laughs> Um, okay, um, I guess I'll recommend uh, Motherland Fort Salem, um, which is on streaming on Hulu. It's about 
sort of an alternate history of America in that the witches that they burned at the Salem witch trials or even before that, because like, I guess they were involved in like the Revolutionary War and stuff like that, that they were actually fucking witches and that um, they sort of farmed, formed this own, this army for the U.S. and they like fight for the U.S. and there's like another witch's faction that's trying to like fuck with them and it's sort of about this like little witch girls going to and by little witch girl i mean they're like teenagers or whatever like late <laughs> teens early 20s maybe um and they go to like boot camp basically to become like cadet soldiers in this war and like it's 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 ridiculous in some ways but it actually like they do really really good character work and like the cast has great chemistry and it's fun and dumb and everyone just everyone is very attractive and they're all very in into doing things <laughs> naked not actually naked but like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of hormones <laughs> on the show um but it's fun it's stupid more um, than too hot to handle chance... i i don't know about too hot to handle um did you have a chance to watch beforeners yet me no yeah no all right well, fine. <laughs> then i have nothing what's what's your recommendation uh, me? I... Well, can I recommend something serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me can recommend what <laughs> um, So, yeah, I was... Um, I guess I'll recommend this book. Um, it's called Ages of Discord. A Structural Demographic Analysis of American History. Peter Turchin. Um, and it's interesting. It's, it's a... Uh, I mean, I haven't read much of it yet, but it, the theory is that there is a cyclical um, structure to history, and not just American history, but all civilizations, that like every um, every hundred years, a couple of hundred years, there are there are these cycles of discord and like um, you know inequality increases and and, uh, and like um, there's more um, disunity and and polarization and everything, and then society kind of there's like a cataclysmic event. And then there's an, another period of, like, the cycle repeats. There's a pre- period of prosperity and everything. And apparently he predicted that um, an age of discord is coming in 2020. Coming? Um, yeah, in 2010, <laughs> he predicted that there will be one in 2020. So, um, so yeah. Did he have... Yeah, I mean, huh. Yeah, so read it and see if it's good. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Um, good to fucking know. Uh, did you did you have anything fun fun to recommend, or are you just being serious? These uh, days? yeah, I, I I don't have anything fun to recommend. All right. Um, well, thank you guys for spending an afternoon yelling about TV. Um, I hope that this upcoming episode, uh, continues to tickle our brains, um, since, you know, hopefully we're winding up the Sanctum storyline, or at least, you know, letting Indra take the wheel since she's doing a good job. Um, next episode, we'll be talking about 706. I don't even remember what the episode title is because I did not bother to look it up, but reminder to listeners, uh, first of all, thank you for listening and making it to the end of this shit show and tweet us, uh, your questions or comments at Maybe Geek Again on Twitter or yell at us, uh, on the Reddit thread. Um, thanks again, guys. Maybe Geek Again. Yeah, this was fun. Take it easy, guys.
Try it. Try not to sound too enthusiastic. Everybody. Jesus Christ. This was fun. Woo! <laughs> bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> All right, bye.